So I grew up in the South, and down South, we have lots of colorful phrases to help articulate more complicated and elaborate feelings in pithy and humorous ways. So for example, when you wish to express worry about someone, or perhaps you're passing judgment on a person's behavior, but you don't want to appear judgmental, you might say, bless their heart. And if you want to tell someone they ought not to worry so much about the future and they get anxious about things that are yet to come, you might say to that person, don't go borrowing trouble. And when my sister and I were little girls in church, especially on Easter Sunday in our matching dresses, the old ladies often told us we were cuter than a bug's ear. And when someone made a mistake or got in trouble, they showed the worst of themselves or appeared to be in great distress or trouble, someone might say to that person, you need Jesus. <laughs> and it was this saying, you need Jesus, that became a staple in my home growing up. Whenever my sister would get angry about something, we'd say, she needs Jesus. Whenever my dad would let out a string of curse words out of frustration, we'd say, whew, he needs Jesus. Whenever my mom would fret over the preparations before a dinner party and she'd get all impatient and snippy with us, we'd say, mama needs Jesus. Whenever I'd get all worked up over decision making or get haughty and self-righteous, my family would say to me, Aaron, you need Jesus. This honest expression became a kind of joke in our house. It was a kind of witty remark, a phrase that interjected some humor in the middle of what felt like a tense or chaotic moment for whoever was on the receiving end. And as I've grown up experiencing my life's ups and downs over time, that phrase often used in my house has become something of a prayer for me. When I get frustrated or worried and I feel my body begin to vibrate from the quakes of anxiety, I'll say to myself, I need Jesus. When I begin to think ugly thoughts about myself or I feel some frustration with someone else, I say, Aaron, you need Jesus. The pattern of hearing and saying this phrase repeatedly over the years has become ingrained in my mind and heart, and even though it might make me laugh at times, or even annoys me a little when it pops up into my mind, or even when it feels too simplistic or conventional with all that's happening in the world today, that phrase still holds power. It still holds the power to push pause on what's going on within my heart and mind. It still has the power to stop me up short and remind me of who I say that I am. And as I was reading our passages for today and preparing for this sermon, the phrase, you need Jesus, kept showing up in my notes. Today we hear Jesus quote the prophet Isaiah, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees after they have expressed disapproval that his disciples did not ritually clean their hands before eating. They're not following the law. And Jesus responds with this quote from Isaiah. 
Jesus is honing in on the problem that he sees around him, and he deflects this criticism by focusing on the hypocrisy of the supposed faithful who judge him. Jesus sees that the people who profess to be keepers of the faith have become so consumed with following the law that they have forgotten to also integrate the meaning behind the law into the character of their hearts. Jesus sees a people consumed with appearing upright and looking the part, but they are missing something. In other words, Jesus is calling out the Pharisees by naming the lack of integrity he sees in those who profess to be a people of God. But this passage isn't just about the Pharisees and their hypocrisy. Jesus is saying something more than just calling out the Pharisees for missing the point. He is naming something real and profound about what it means to be a human being. This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. Ego, vanity, hypocrisy, deceit, they all exist, not outside of us, but within us. Jesus is naming that at the heart of human beings is our capacity for great evil and hatred, our propensity for hypocrisy and deceit. He is calling out our own lack of integrity. At the heart of what it means to be human is that temptation to live selfishly and in vanity vanity. We tend to be compelled by the illusion that we as individuals are somehow righteous and good for following human precepts, for appearing upright and looking the part. And today we hear a similar message from James who reminds us of this problem at our core. In James he says, for if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror For they look at themselves and upon going away immediately forget what they were like. Do we forget what we are like? Do we forget who we say that we are? Do we forget to follow God and follow human precepts instead? All the time. I know that I have come into church, prayed my prayers, and looked into this rich liturgy of our faith and seen everything I believe that I am reflected back to me just like looking into a mirror. And I've also left church and gone back into the world forgetting that I am a follower of Jesus on a humble journey through this life not better than the next person. There are times I have forgotten I am supposed to pray for my enemies and those who persecute me. I forgot to love my neighbors as myself. There are times I forget what being Christian means, that I am one who believes in the unconditional love of God. And there are times when I have forgotten to show that love and kindness to those around me. In our readings today, we hear James and Jesus name the human propensity for hypocrisy, selfishness, and self-righteous behavior. They are naming what we as human beings contend to get lost. We get lost in the weeds of human precepts and forget who we say that we are as God's beloved. But here's the good news. Jesus knows this about who we are. 
Jesus sees all this in the Pharisees, in his disciples, in the poor and suffering, and in the rich and powerful. He sees our capacity for evil and hatred, our selfishness and deceit. He sees that we forget over and over again that we are God's faithful, and yet he remains with us. He remains in dialogue with the Pharisees and the elite. He remains in conversation with the suffering and the needy. And not only does he remain with us, he remains in love with us. Jesus carries all our pain and suffering, all our misunderstanding and vanity. He carries it to the cross for us and shows us compassion, love, and kindness. Jesus is our mirror. Jesus remains with us because even though Jesus sees our capacity for wrongdoing, he also sees our capacity for goodness, our capacity to show compassion and love in this world. Jesus knows our hearts, all the darkness that lurks there, and he remains with us still. Not only does he remain with us, he cheers us on. He becomes one with us. He loves us and saves us over and over and over again. And this is why we need Jesus. When we begin to think judgmental thoughts about those who think differently from us, we need Jesus. When we scan the social media news feeds or read the sensational headline after disastrous headline and feel ourselves begin to get carried away with feelings of anxiety and fear, we need Jesus. Whenever we hear the hateful words and arguments of politicians, the words of bigotry and anger about immigrants, women, and minorities, and we begin to think terrible and judgmental thoughts about those people, we need Jesus. When we want to show compassion to others as followers of Jesus, but our feelings of judgment and anger overwhelm us, when we want to have faith in our steadfast God, but the very real feelings of anxiety and fear consume us, we need Jesus. When we forget who we say that we are, when we are in doubt and lose sight of our promise to honor and serve that of Christ in all persons, this mantra and this saying acts as a prayer and intercedes for us in these moments. We need Jesus because we aren't perfect. We need Jesus because we need to be reminded that we are precious. We need Jesus because we need to be reminded of God's unconditional love. We need Jesus because we need to be reminded that we are capable of greatness. We need to be reminded over and over again that despite our many flaws, we are capable of profound and great goodness. These moments when we forget who we are, when we look into the mirror on Sunday mornings and forget who we are on Monday, when we get lost in the brokenness of our own hearts, get consumed by our troubles and our ego, get caught up in our limited human understanding, these moments are when we need to stop and say, we need Jesus. And these moments 
are what make up our discipleship. The struggle that takes place within us and the willingness always to turn back to God, that willingness to admit we are limited and say, I need Jesus. That is the nature of what it means to be a disciple and follower of Jesus. And it's hard work. It's not assumed or figured out or something to accomplish or achieve. It is a lifelong struggle of running up against our own human limitations and imperfections and turning back to God. Jesus remains with us, believes in us, cheers us on, and passes his ministry on to us because he believes we are capable of more than our human limitations. Our discipleship is the willingness to see the darkness within us and the world around us and always turn back to God, turn back to Jesus, and remind ourselves that we are capable of more. We are capable of sharing God's love and compassion. And we know that we will only be able to overcome the limits of human precepts and the selfish human understanding. We know that the only way we can pray for our enemies and those who persecute us is with Jesus. We know that the only way to live into who God made us to be is with Jesus. Jesus, who remains with us, shows us that we are capable of overcoming evil in this world, who shows us that we are capable of shedding light in the darkness, that we are capable of sharing God's compassion and a love that can heal this broken world. We need Jesus. May we always be willing to do this work, to turn back to God when we forget who we are. May we always remember the goodness Jesus shows us we are capable of. May we always be willing to pause in the midst of our chaotic lives and pray, I need Jesus. Amen.